Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, Thou Shalt Know the Lord. It shall be focused on the study of Hosea chapter 2. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the knowledge of Christ that You've given us in this last day through Your Holy Spirit. How You've revealed Yourself, revealed all the mysteries You said in the days of the seventh angel, and He shall begin to sound. The mysteries of God shall be finished, as He hath declared to His servants the prophets. So we thank Thee for the wisdom of Your Word. Give us, Lord, more of Thy Spirit, and help us to prepare for Thy soon coming. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Isaiah chapter 2. Chapter 2 Say ye unto your brethren, Am I, and to your sisters, Ruhamah, plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, neither am I her husband. Let her therefore put away her whoredoms out of her sight, and her adulteries from between her breasts, lest I strip her naked, and set her as in the day that she was born and make her as a wilderness, and set her like a dry land, and slay her with thirst. And I will not have mercy upon her children, for they be the children of whoredoms. For their mother hath played the harlot, she that conceived them hath done shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers, that give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, mine oil and my drink. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up thy way with thorns, and make a wall, that she shall not find her paths. And she shall follow after her lovers, but she shall not overtake them, and she shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband, for then was it better with me than now. For she did not know that I gave her corn and wine and oil, and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Therefore will I return, and take away my corn in the time thereof, and my wine in the season thereof, and will recover my wool and my flax given to cover her nakedness. And now will I discover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and none shall deliver her out of mine hand. I will also cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, and her sabbaths, and all her solemn feasts. And I will destroy her vines and her fig trees, whereof she hath said, These are my rewards that my lovers have given me, and I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall eat them. And I will visit upon her the days of Balaam, wherein she burned incense to them. And she decked herself with her earrings and her jewels, and she went after her lovers, and forgot me, saith the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, and bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence, and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there, as in the days of her youth, and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishai, and shalt call me no more Baalai. For I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. And in that day will I make a covenant for them with the beast of the field, and with the fowls of heaven, and with the creeping things of the ground. And I will break the bow, and the sword, and the battle out of the earth. 
and will make them to lie down safely. And I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness, and in judgment, and in loving kindness, and in mercies. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness. And thou shalt know the Lord, and it shall come to pass in that day. I will hear, saith the Lord, I will hear the heavens, and they shall hear the earth. And the earth shall hear the corn, and the wine, and the oil, and they shall hear Jezreel. And I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them, which were not my people, Thou art my people, and they shall say, Thou art my God. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, The Mark of the Beast. This was preached in 1954 on May the 13th. We'll begin at paragraph 154 up to the end. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Every orthodox believer here knows that the Gentile reign began with King Nebuchadnezzar. Is that right? Every orthodox believer knows that. And King Nebuchadnezzar had a vision and Daniel gave him the interpretation. Is that right? Amen. And it was a head of gold, which is the Babylonian. The second was the Medes and Persian. The next was the Grecian Empire, then the Roman Empire. And at the end of the Roman Empire, Jesus Christ was the rock that was hewed out of the mountain without hands that rolled in and broke down the image. Is that right? He covered the earth. Anyone knows that? Any believer knows that? And how that in the last days when they broke up into these many different kingdoms and so forth to the toes, it was iron and clay. And the prophet said, As much as thou didst see iron and clay won't mix together, neither will these cleave one to another, but they'll mingle in seeds. Try, in other words, they'll marry into them, trying to raise their children and break for the powers like that. Amen. And you know that's the truth. For a hold it's got. And you people knock down to it. Oh, say it's wonderful. Look at this Stevenson there. What his name is up here. Not his, up here. What is his name? I forget this guy up here that's raising all this fuss around here. Yeah. Oh, my. This United States is rotten to the core. Amen. Yes, sir. I could prove to you the very time when this woman here, back in Revelation 12, when the, her, her man child was caught up to set on God's throne. And when did the woman fled into the wilderness where she was taken care of for a thousand two hundred and three score days to exactly the date of Plymouth Rock? Yes. Amen. Exactly. Where the church come over here for freedom of religion. Amen. And she established here, and we'll read on down in 13th chapter of Revelation here, and let's hear the 15th verse. And, oh, just a minute, I want to go back before that. And we see here where that he was standing here by the seaside. Now if I can just find the place where I live first. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. Not out of water. Out of the earth. Then the thickness and multitudes of people is water. Then this is where there was no people. In the United States. And he had two horns like a lamb. Two horns like a lamb, not a lamb. What is it? It's our American buffalo. Sure. See, there he is. Two horns like a lamb. But then what did he do? He had freedom of religion first. He acted like a lamb. He spoke like a lamb. But remember, he never did become an old ram. 
He was a lamb. This country's only 150 years old, you know. Just a lamb. And then he spake like a dragon. And he exercised all the power the first beast had before him, the red dragon, and caused all that was on the earth to dwell upon the earth to worship the beast whose deadly wound was healed. Look. And, and he does great wonders so to make fire come down out of heaven, the atomic bomb and hydrogen, a smart, intelligent nation and so forth, deceiving the nations by these things. This United States will come to a time that church and state will unite together. Amen. And Protestant and Catholic will throw their things together to fight communism. Amen. And it's exactly playing in the hands of what God said right here. Amen. And you Protestants laying under sound asleep, reading a love story magazine in the city of your Bible. Amen. Out getting around somewhere to some kind of a party instead of in a prayer meeting somewhere. Or fussing at one another about little petty things that don't matter that much. You ought to be on your knees somewhere. You know what? Eternity, man. Notice, when King Nebuchadnezzar, in the beginning back down there, when the Gentile age was issued in, let's watch how it come in. And the way it come in, you'll find out it goes out the same way. We know that there is a beginning of time of grace for the Gentiles and an ending of time. Is that right? All right. When King Nebuchadnezzar, when Daniel was sent down there, a smart prophet, when all the rest of the Jews, they kind of humbled down and was bound to the Romans, or to the Babylonians. But there was three, four men, three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, who purposed in their heart that served God. And then when the, the those Shadrach and so forth in, and Daniel become a great man before King Nebuchadnezzar and Belteshazzar and so forth, when he become a great man, now what? King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold and set it up out in the fields and said that everybody would have to bow to that image. Did you ever notice the innocence of it? Who that image is made of? It was Daniel. Image of a man. And did he say the spirits of the gods, heathen, as we are today, got three or four of them, the spirit of the gods lives in him, and he made an image to Daniel. And he said, oh, it won't make a bow to that image, but we throw in the fiery furnace. You notice Daniel's off the scene at that time. Yeah. Get what I mean? And ever who would not bow to that image should be cut to pieces or thrown into the lion's den or burnt in the fiery furnace or something, a punishment. That's the way the Gentile dispensation began with a pagan form of religious worship with a persecution to make them bow to it. And the Bible predicts it will end the same way. A holy man, Jesus Christ, an image to him to worship it and so forth. You remember the Fox Book of Martyrs that hold a crucifix before put an ox on each arm like that? It would say if you wouldn't renounce Protestantism and become a Catholic and kiss this crucifix to start one ox one way one the other and pull them apart. They burned them to the stakes. They done everything. I've been the old catacombs. I know what I'm speaking of. That's right. And there they lay. Notice how they went through that days of martyrdom before Martin Luther. According to the Bible, also. Now, notice closely again. Now, now I want you a great thing to notice. How did that Babylonian kingdom break up? Amen. One night when he went over and got the holy vessels of God and began to drink wine in it. Amen. Begin to have a big time and get a bunch of women out there concubines. 
and we're dancing and reveling and having a big time. Is that right? Yeah. At that time, there was a handwriting come on all teeny teeny tickle of Asia. Is that right? And they went and got all their Chaldeans, their smart men, their lukewarm church members, and none of them could read it. That's right. But they had a man there who could read unknown tongues. Hallelujah. Could interpret it. See what I mean? He could interpret unknown tongues. Praise the Lord. That's the way it went out. That's the way she's going out now with the power of the Holy Ghost. And a people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost who have power, signs, and wonders. There goes the Gentile church. Amen. There's the remnant. There's how it comes in. There's how it goes out. Exactly. A bowing and a forcing to a half-heathen religion. Amen. And God stepping into the crucial hour and writing in unknown tongues. And the man interpreted. He could interpret it. He didn't know that language. Nobody else knows it. But he had the same Holy Ghost that let him interpret that as the same Holy Ghost in the church today. Amen. You call it fanaticism. I'll admit they got a lot of it. But brother, there's a real one there too. Amen. Hallelujah. A real one there too. The devil's order counterfeit. He can write it away to confuse you. And if you don't think the more God and get out and read your Bible and pray and ask God, then it don't show you're not very interested in your soul. Uh, Move right on out there and say, God, I don't care how many old crow baits you put out there. I see your Bible says it and I'm determined. That's right. You promised it to me. The seed of Abraham. Thank you. God calls you. You'll come to it. But if you're not, I don't care how religious you are, you're gone. That's all. You can't come. No man can except he calls you. He's not willing that any should perish, but a lot of you will because you're too unconcerned about it. And you'll go around and see something that looks a little fanatically, a little shabby. Well, Dr. So-and-so said so-and-so and so-and-so. And then you walk around and blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know that right. It's never to be forgiven. Help us, Lord. You're going to find out in a few minutes what the mark of the devil is. What the, what the seal of the devil is. The mark of the beast. Whosoever speaks against the Holy Ghost will never be forgiven him in this world or the world to come. Watch that first church, what they've done. Watch out about this second church. You can steal yourself out of the kingdom of God and into the devil's out here where there's no forgiveness in this world nor the one to come. Truly. So be careful. Walk reverently. Be careful what you do. Or you don't know what will take place. Now, we see all this now heaping down. Now I've got 20 minutes. I want you to turn with me to the 17th chapter of Revelations to finish up. Just in a few moments. Now we're going to hit the road home. Listen close. Read with me. Open up your Bible. And get ready to read. This ought to seal it. Remember, there is two marks. One's apostasy. The other is the Holy Spirit. One is the mark of the devil. Remember, I've said this, that the early... Catholic Church, our Catholic people sit reverent for a few minutes. The early Catholic Church formed their own opinion about the things. They had a false doctrine of the Holy Eucharist, of taking a wafer instead of the baptism of the Spirit. The Protestant adopts shaking hands or making a pledge. Both of them is wrong. According to the Word of God, this is the blueprint. Amen. 
They come and baptize Father, Son, Holy Spirit when it's not one speck of time anybody was ever baptized that way, which is absolutely a pagan Catholic baptism. And they admit it and say, you Protestants bow to our baptism. I said, why do you do it? said, the Catholic Church has power to change any scripture they want to. I said, that's a lie. He said, why do you bow to it then? Uh, Then you'll shut up. (laughs) Not me. I don't believe in it. This is God's word. That's right. The people want to follow the ads, go alone. I have to tell the truth. That's right. Notice. Then they come out with all this other. The church. Join the catechism. And all those things there. What a bunch of Tommy Rotten nonsense. And it's hatched out billions of infidels and cold farmers. It's the devil's at the beginning. And I can prove to you that the Bible said here, all the world wondered after this beast. Power. Which was. Which is not. Yet it is. How could it be was and is not that all the world wondered about it? When pagan Rome becomes papal Rome, it never ceased. The system of Romanism ceased. When a new king come in, he can set up a new order. But when they come into pagan Rome, through the Catholic Church, through papalism, it never ceases. If one pope dies to set up another. One pope dies to set up another. The beast which was, which is not, yet is, which is not, which yet is, and shall go into perdition. Thus saith the Holy Spirit through the Scripture. Now, listen. And there came, all of you watch now the seventh chapter. And there came to me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials. That's the last vials that's poured out. And talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that's set up on many waters. Watch Revelation 12. That was a virgin woman. She was a real lady. How beautiful she stood. But here's one called a prostitute. W-H-O-R-E means a un... What is that? Let's idolize this or analyze it. Excuse me. Getting too fast thinking I've got 15 minutes. I'm going to stay another hour then. So just keep thinking. Look. All right. Look, let's analyze it down. She is a foul woman. What is a whore? I hate to say the word, but it's written here in the Bible. It's a woman that professes to be a good woman and commits adultery with other men. Now, if a woman represents a church, then it's a church that professes to be Christian and commits adultery with other things. Is that right? And she sets up on many waters. Thickness and multitudes of people. Read the, about the 15th verse and you'll see that, see? Or 70 along in there. We'll get to it in a minute. The woman that's set up on many waters, the whore. What a thing. Now, if we had days after days, I can take that woman and chase her from Cain to the coming of the Lord Jesus and prove to you she was the first one to organize a church. She's the mother of organizations. What? And the woman was set upon many waters. Upon, setting upon many waters. Now the second verse. Whom the K-I-N-G-S kings of the earth have committed fornication. 
and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. In other words, she's professing to be a Christian church. Ha! Beautiful. Watch how she's dressed in a few minutes. With pearls and gold and stones. They said, who's like her? And she had a cup in her hand full of wine of her fornication. Her filthiness. Her doctrine that she was causing the kings. Oh, just to have a little prayer and pray you out of purgatory and all these things. That's it. There you are. That's the word of God I'm reading. Look. So he carried me away in this... Now, let's see. Maybe one, that's right, third verse now. All right. And he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting upon a scarlet, cold beast. Scarlet, rich, the richest church in the world. They cry here, who can make war with her? There's one man in the world, only one man in the world of all the world that has power, as King Nebuchadnezzar's vision was, then ten toes run out in the air, that streak of Roman iron runs out in every nation in the world. There's not another man in the world got to say so that the Pope of Rome had. President Eisenhower can speak in the United States and it's law, but these other nations he can speak in doing it, it's nothing. But the Catholic hierarchy can speak in Rome and every nation will holler to it. Right. There he is. Now we're going to see where he's at and see if that's him or not. See if he's pictured here right. All right, now I saw a woman sitting up on a scarlet colored beast, rich, full of names of blasphemy, false baptism, false economy, leading the people blindly. Tell them to just come to church, make your confession and so forth. Do a Hail Mary, do a penance. Ignorance, nonsense. I don't see how people, good civil minds, can be such things. Having seven heads. There you are again. This same demon that's all around the red dragon, the beast, and everything's got seven heads, ten horns. And the woman, the woman, now the church, now the beast is the power she has. The Roman Catholic Church, but the Roman Catholic power. But here's the church speaking out. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of the abomination of the filthiness of her fornication. There she is. It's some church you know, isn't it? Got to be there. She's pictured out. Just read on down now. We see who she is. And upon her head was written the name Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, the abomination of the earth. All right, Protestant, here's where you get squeezed. You'll admit she's a prostitute, but she was the mother of what? Of sons? Of harlots. That would be women, is that right? Amen. That would be churches then, is that right? Amen. She is the mother of church then, isn't she? Where did Martin Luther come from? Catholicism. Where all these hats out of? Catholicism. Bring in their same doctrine. And you bow to it. Now the honorest woman in Jeffersonville can bring forth a good, true, virgin girl. That's right. And she can go straight if she wants to. 
and so did the Lutheran Church, the Methodists, the Baptists, the Presbyterians, and so forth. They went straight for a while. When they were, right where founders were there preaching the gospel to them. But now, they go to shows, dances, television, smoke, do everything else. You know it's the truth. Amen. Stay home on Sunday, what is it? Because your harlot is acting like her mammy. Amen. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. Amen. Now, let's see where the color lays. The Bible says she was the mother of harlots, and everyone knows that that was pagan Rome or Miss Papal Rome. The Catholic Church, in a minute, I'll show you. Positionally puts her in earth just exactly where she'll be setting. Amen. Right. Where she's at and who she is. The Bible said so, not me. The Bible. Amen. And said that she brought forth a lot of daughter churches after her. Yes. All right, now, Methodists and Baptists and Lutheran and so forth. You yeah. see where you come to? Yeah. A mother of harlots. They lived all right. But when the light began to shine, it's like a bunch of roaches in the summertime. Amen. Turn on the light in the room where the roaches eating on an old corn cob or something like that and throw the light on, watch them hit for cover as hard as they can. Amen. You preach the gospel or the baptism of the Holy Ghost to all these old formal ungodly churches and watch them. We don't believe no church thing. I don't believe no. Why? You don't watch your heart Amen. 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 Right. That's exactly Right. I'm not saying nothing against your church. Brother, you got people in there are jewels. Amen. I ain't saying nothing against the Catholic people. I love the Catholic people the same as I love the Branham Tabernacle people. It ain't you, friend, I'm trying to holler at. It isn't you, Methodist and Baptist and Branham Tabernacle. It isn't you that I'm hollering at. It's the sin that you're letting the devil put over you. It's because you go to church you think you're saved. or Methodist doctrine and get a Bible but you look at it in the style of the Bible once. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. I feel kind of religious right now. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Look. Brother. There you are. It's a grinding but anywhere that don't make you some good. Thank you. Mama sitting back there she used to make me take care of her with little kids. We'd have we'd eat cornbread and beans every day in the week and Sunday too. Amen. Anyway, I have to take a lot of medicine. Saturday night, she'd always make me take cast off. And on Saturday night, I'd hold my nose like this. I'm not saying it for a joke. I'd hold my nose and I'd say, Mama, I just can't take it. It makes me so sick. She'd say, if it don't make you sick, it don't do you no good. So is this. Stir you up. It'll get your, your digestive organs working right. 
Amen. so he can really digest the full gospel. Amen. So Luther would come along with justification. Why, they were just organize it all down. Yes, sir, we're the church. John Wesley saw sanctification. He said, I see it's different. And he said, that's all right, Luther, but this is it. What was it? Luther was the star of his age, but here's Wesley. Amen. All right. Now, then all the Luthers went back on the shelf because they forgot to, did not, not all the, I mean the Lutheran church. The Lutheran still has good man filled with the Holy Ghost. That's right. But now, they all went back on the church in that age. All right, here come Wesley along. He's taking them through his age. Then the first thing you know, along come after Wesley's age, come the Pentecostals. And they receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. My, the Methodists and the Nazarenes and the Holiness said, Oh, it's the devil. And you see what you've done? You've blasphemed the Holy Ghost. You see what you have today? Amen. Right. You did exactly what you've done. Sure you did. You failed to walk in the light. And now you Pentecostals has got so lukewarm this lady you see in church age of God spewing you out of his mouth. Right? Exactly right. You say you believe in speaking in tongues? Yes, sir. You're speaking in tongues? Yes, sir. I praise God for it. Yes, sir. I've spoken in tongues several times. Now, I believe it's the power of God. Yes, I don't believe the initial evidence now of speaking in tongues, but I believe that the power of God makes you speak in tongues. Signs and wonders to follow. Yes, sir. And then the devil put an old scarecrow up there, somebody that mocked and act like he had the Holy Ghost, and all you pilgrim holiness and the holiness and Nazarenes and all, you look back and say, ooh, I don't want none of that. Ooh, oh, mercy. If you'd have had the Holy Ghost or a part of God down in your heart sanctified like you're supposed to be, you'd have recognized that to be the power of God. Amen. Didn't Jesus say, if you would have known Moses, you would have known me also? Amen. Sure. If sanctification is a part of the Holy Ghost that cleanses and sanctifies you, if you've got that, you'll recognize the rest of it when Amen. it comes. Amen. This hand recognizes this hand. Amen. This hand recognizes this foot. Amen. But it's a part of the body. And the Bible said there are nine spiritual gifts. Prophets, teachers, evangelists, and so forth, and uh, interpretation of tongues, speaking in tongues, divine healing. It will recognize every bit of it. Amen. And all you pros up, I don't want to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Getting warm around here, is Amen. That's the truth. Why? Why? You were organized. Your church said so, and that's the reason you couldn't do it. But many of you Methodists come out and got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Many of you Baptists come out and got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes, sir. You, many of you Holiness come out and got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes. Why? You didn't care what the church said. You walked in the light. Amen. Amen. You didn't care what taking place. You know it was of the Lord. You just walked in and let the old let the old lady stay back there. Thank you, Jesus. The old she's acting like her mother back there. How is she organized? That's the very principle of the beginning of the trouble when the Catholic Church organized. Then the Lutheran Church organized after. Then the Methodist Church organized after. Then the Baptist Church organized. And now these six hundred and ninety-six different organizations. Amen. And Pentecost did the same thing. Amen. Glory! Amen. Mark the matter. 
But he's not in organization. He's in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. You don't care what your organization is. It's nonsense. It's connected with Catholicism and going back in it and stay in it and you receive that same mark that she is. Amen. Didn't the angel say, Come out of her, my people, and be not partakers of her sins that I'll receive you? Touch not her unclean things and I'll receive you. The Holy Spirit speaking. And whosoever takes the mark of the beast or the letter of his name, wish we had time to go in that, but time's up. What's the letter of his name? Protestantism. Let us make an image like unto it. Let us make an organization. Our church is just as big as the Catholic Church. They put all these things, they have the big churches, and we do too. We got just as much of the class in the city in our church as they have in theirs. Let us make an image unto the beast. And what the Bible said? She's a whore. And that's a heart through organization. But the church of the living God is free. He who the Son has made free is free indeed. Amen. Come out of it. Get filled with God's Spirit. Nations are breaking. Israel awakening. The signs that the Bible foretold. The Gentiles is numbered with hollows encumbered. Return, O disperse to your own. The day of redemption is near. Man's hearts are failing for fear. Be filled with God's Spirit, your lamps trimmed and clear. Look up, your redemption is near. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How things are going. He said in the last day, fear not, little flock. It's your Father's good will to give you the kingdom. Setting together in the heavenly places. And you, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, who's laughed at Pentecost? And I say Pentecost needs a good old-fashioned gospel spanking because they organized the very assemblies of God as land to the, the biggest of the Pentecostals joined the League of Churches. Just as formal and indifferent and the worst I ever seen the Holy Ghost treated nearly was by Pentecostal preachers. But don't think because you belong to Pentecostal church you're saved. You're only saved when you're truly baptized with God's Spirit by the Holy Ghost, united with Him in the power of His resurrection. Going forth with signs and wonders of that Spirit wherever you go. The signs follow the prophets. The signs follow Jesus Christ. The signs follow the apostles. He said, these signs shall follow them till he returns again. Amen. Did that say that, Brother Branham? Go ye into all the world and preach this power and demonstration to every nation. Amen. And it like two-thirds of it yet has never heard it. And these signs shall follow them. Them, every nation. Glory. Thank you. Oh, my. Maybe you think I'm crazy. Hey, my. Brother, I tell you, I love this good old-time religion. Hey, my. Yes, sir. Anchors you in Christ. Now you see what the mark of the beast is? It's a mark of apostasy. It's a person who is a, just thinks that, well, I belong to church, and I'm just as good as the next fella. Am not I belonging to this church? 
And you realize where your church organization is, you're depending on where it comes from? Do you realize the Bible said, He that worships the beast receives his mark or the letter of his name? Now what? In forehead or hand, that's knowledge or deed. That don't mean you've got a big tattoo on your face. <laughs> it don't have to be that. It's not talking to the outward. It's talking to spiritual. You're watching to see what he knows about the Scripture. Listen to him. See where he goes to. If any man don't have this doctrine, there's no light in him, the Bible says. See? See? Watch where he goes to. Watch what he does. He said, well, I'm, 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 I'm Protestant, yes, sir. I, I belong to this certain church, yes, sir. And on Sunday, you just have about enough respect for it to come in out of the rain. He goes down, instead of going to prayer meeting, you close up the church and sit and watch television. He goes out here and he drinks and carries on and acts like the rest of the world, yet he belongs to the church. Remember, that's the mark of sin. Amen. Now, let's read on a little further quickly. And then I'll close. We have past time. Let's read now the sixth verse. And I saw the woman of the church drunk with the blood of the saints. Drunk with the blood of the saints. You know the Bible said when she was destroyed that every mortal that died on the earth, the guilt was found in the Catholic Church. Exactly the beginning. And with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And... John speaking now. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. John said, now let's look here. John said, I looked at her. She was so pretty, a lovely big church. She had a whole bunch of churches been born out of her. Mother of harlots. And I looked back on her and how could that woman, she's given out that false doctrine, causing all the kings and great men to be made drunk with it. And here her daughters is doing the same thing. But I looked at her. She was so pretty. One place in the scripture says, I sit as a queen and have need for nothing. See? And then John said, I admire her. I looked at her and looked with great admiration. I admired her. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore does thou marvel? I will tell thee. I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and the beast that carries her, which has seven heads and ten horns. Now let's see if we're right. If we got Catholicism right, then you know Protestantism is following it. So you, you got you, you got intelligence enough to know that. See what? The beast which thou sawest was, is not, and is. The beast. Now what? Now you notice over here it said how many kings do us, how was fallen one must come? And shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, not on the Bible, out of a bunch of superstitions that was made up. There's no background for it. Where do you get purgatory at? Where do you get this non-meeting, the priest not marrying, and all these other things they do, confession? Where do you get that at? There's no place, nowhere to find it to come out of hell. The Bible said so it come out the beast, the power, the doctrine it had. Come out of the bottomless pit and go up into perdition. Where's perdition? Hell. Goes right on back to the place where it comes from. And they that dwell upon the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book from the foundation of the world. When they beheld the beast which was is not, and yet is. 
Now the Protestant churches say, well, how can that be? When they say, I believe Jesus Christ. He is my personal Savior. The devil believes also, brother. There's got to be a regeneration, a new birth, a born again. And when you're born again, your name's put in the Lamb's Book of Life. He said, oh, no wonder, well, what? Ain't I as good as somebody else? Ain't I as good as a bunch of you nitwit holy rollers? I'm as intelligent. I've got, an, I've got degrees. I'm out of a college. I come from a good family. My people were church members before me. Ain't I as good as you? He said, the whole world, Protestant all, wondered. All except those whose names were written in the book. Why are names written? They're Abraham's seed. Amen. And are heirs according to the promise elected before the foundation of the world. Amen. That's why they don't wonder. Notice. Here, now watch what he said. What these in the Ram Book of Life. And here is the mind that has wisdom. Now I want to ask you something. Is wisdom one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Is that right? How many believe that the Bible, 1 Corinthians 12, teaches that the gift in the, in the church is wisdom? Let's see. One of the gifts. Well, how could you say there's no speaking in tongues then? How do you say there's no interpretation of tongues? How could you say there's no divine healing? For the same body, if I'm a body, got a hand on this side and a hand on this side and a foot there, how can you say that the hand's not the foot? Didn't you know what Paul said? Yeah, now, watch, he's speaking in the last days directly to the body. He Amen. said, here's to the one that has wisdom. Amen. Oh, I like this. Amen. Oh, my. Here's one that will shock you. Listen to this. All right. Here is the mind that has wisdom. If those Holy Spirit gifts didn't come down to all age, why did he speak this for the last days then? Amen. If there's going to be no gifts in the church in the last days, why did he direct this to the last days then? Amen. Here's to the one that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. How many hills, how many cities in the world though at a church sits on seven hills? Only one. Where is that? The Vatican City in Rome. Is that right? Amen. The Bible said that this horrible horror that made all the world commit fornications and brought out a bunch of little daughters to teach about the same thing she did. It wasn't as bad as her, but they were harlots. Taught them the same thing. So the beginning of it will be a woman or a church sitting on seven hills in Rome. Amen. I'd look all over the world and tell me, where's that? A church sitting on seven hills. Now, I'm reading this out of the Bible. Yes. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen. If we take this history and go right back and show where the kings have fallen in Rome since the uh, Babylonian kingdom. One is Nero, and one is to come, and he must continue a short space, about six months when he comes, and the beast, ooh, look at this! Now the power is going to take the pagan place, and the beast that was and is not even is the eighth. Now watch. And is of the seventh. You all know what a terrible king he was. He hooked his mother to a single tree of a horse and drug her through the streets and set the city afar and fiddled up on the hill. 
That's the same kind of a spirit that's dominating the church that sits in the place of pagan. Amen. The eighth, which is of the seventh. And then he is and he is not and he is and he is not and he is and he is not on down and goeth into perdition come till the time of the coming of the Lord and he's cast into hell. Amen. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdoms as yet but received power as kings one hour with the beast. Oh, if we just had received no power as yet. They're not kings. They didn't have the, ten, the horns didn't have crowns. They received power like kings. What is it? Dictators. Yeah. Not crown kings. Dictators. Oh, my. Now, oh, when I read this sometime, my heart leaps for joy. All right. When I think of how that we're living here in the last days, and the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength to the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. Amen. There comes the battle of Armageddon, ready for the millennium. For he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Amen. Don't be shook up. And they that are with him are called the chosen. Amen. Not you, he has. Amen. You got the Holy Ghost, you ought to shout victory. Amen. God chose you before the foundation of the world. Amen. If you can't see gospel light, it's because you, you're just blind. Chosen and faithful. And he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore set, are peoples, multitudes, and nations, and tongues. In other words, this woman said here, the church is going to give out her doctrine to every people, multitude, and tongue. There she is. She has rule over them. She's setting over them. Her power dominating them. She's setting on seven hills. Clothed and scarlet, decked the richest in the world. There she is. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall, watch now, you're coming into the powers of communism, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God has put into their hearts to fulfill His will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Heavens and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass. Amen. Look, the woman which thou sawest, the woman which thou sawest, is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Show me one city in the world that's reigning over the kings of the earth. And uh, anyway, if you want to, outside of the Catholic hierarchy in Rome, sitting on seven hills. Not one city never was and never will be outside of the new city that comes from heaven. Amen. That's right. Now, just a minute. 
I want to show you this again so the Lord be mindful and bless us together as we read here. All right. Watch here now. I'm reading the 13th chapter. I'm beginning at the 15th verse. And he had power to give life unto the image. That's in the United States, which we see come up, you see. An image. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many that would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. That's the boycott. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, bond and free, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And that no man might bind or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now watch. How close now, real close before we close. 18th verse, listen. Here is wisdom. See the Holy Spirit calling back to the believers in the last days? Amen. That little group there speaking, calling to the little group in this day. Here's to him that has wisdom in the church. Let him understand this. Let him that has understanding count the numbers of the beast. For it's a number of a man. Not a nation. A man. And his number is six hundred three score and six. And right up over the Vatican City. Don't tell me now. I've got facts of our faith. No. <laughs> up over the Vatican City and the Pope stands as the vicar of the Son of God. i got Catholic friends sitting right here. It was Catholic. Set your nose. That's the truth. My people perhaps before me were Catholic too. See? They call St. Patrick a Catholic. He never was a Catholic. Said Joan of Arc was a saint. The priest Burner is a witch. No wonder Jesus said, You white the sulfurs of the prophets and you put them in there. You whited walls. <laughs> right. What? It's the number of a man. And up over the Pope of Rome is wrote a vicarious, a philia, a dilia. It's wrote in Roman letters. Just write it out yourself tomorrow. B-I-C-I-R-O just keep it out in Roman letters and draw your line and add it up and see what you got 666 where's he sitting? on seven hills and out of there come the organization of religion that taught dogma instead of the Bible and the Protestants burst out of it and are doing just the same thing they are because he said she was a whore and they were harlots Bring out with a false baptism, with a false religion, with a false conception of the Holy Ghost, with a false conception of hell, and all these things like that, and a Protestant falling right down in the footsteps. But it'll be like in the evening time. The path of glory you will surely find. <laughs> That's right. Amen. Way is the light today. Buried in the precious name of Jesus, young and old, repent of all your sins. The Holy Ghost will surely enter in. The evening Amen. lights have come. It is the fact that God and Christ are one. Amen. Amen. Brother, I'm telling you, it's the evening lights are shining. The same apostolic doctrine, the same apostolic baptism, the same apostolic filling of the Holy Ghost, the same apostolic signs and wonders are peeping through to the Gentiles like it is the Jews back there at the early morning. Here it is in the setting of the sun. Amen. 
There are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all on flames. With the fire that fell on Pentecost, that cleansed and made them clean. Oh, it's burning now within my heart. Oh, glory to his name. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Amen. One of them. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. One of them. One of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. They were gathered in the upper room, all praying in his name. They were baptized with the Holy Ghost and power for service came. Now what he did for them that day, he'll do for you the same. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Aren't you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Come, my brothers, seek this blessing that will cleanse your heart from sin. It will start the joy bells ringing and will keep your soul aflame. Oh, it's burning now within my heart. Oh, glory to his name. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, for this glorious gospel. Hallelujah. It's dripping in blood. Yes, it's dripping in blood. Count the cost. If he will follow me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross, death, and follow me. Amen. This Holy Ghost gospel is dripping with blood, the blood of disciples who died for the truth. This Holy Ghost gospel is dripping with blood. The first one to die for this Holy Ghost plan was John the Baptist, but he died like a man. Then came the Lord Jesus, they crucified him. He preached that the Spirit would save men from sin. There's Peter and Paul and John the Divine. They gave up their lives so this gospel could shine. They mingled their blood with the prophets of old so the true word of God could honest be told. Then they stoned Stephen. He preached against sin. He made them so angry. They dashed his brain in. But he died in the spirit. He gave up the gold. This Holy Ghost gospel kept dripping with blood, the blood of disciples who died for the truth. This Holy Ghost gospel kept dripping with blood. The souls under the altar are crying, how long for the Lord to punish? Those who've done wrong making fun, see? Oh, my. But there's going to be more who'll give their life's blood for this Holy Ghost gospel. And his crimson blood is dripping with blood. Yes, 
Towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word, which You've spoken to us out of today. And we pray may it percolate to the depths of our hearts until it becomes part of our nature and that we might be molded after Your word and that we and Your word may become one. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Abide in me, I pray. Here I am longing for you. Hide me in your love, bring me to my knees. May I know Jesus more and more Come live in me all my life Take over Come breathe in me and I will rise on eagles wings Come live in me all
Here I am waiting. 